Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Barely Mediocre Podcast. I am Dylan, and here is my co-host, Eleanor. Say hello, Eleanor. Now, the particularly perceptive among you will have noticed that Eleanor did not say hello, and that's because she is not here today. This is the first, probably the last, in an experimental brand new episode of the Barely Mediocre Podcast in which we are doing solo episodes. So I will be talking about uh, incredibly sad, depressing stuff here, and then you guys can go straight to Eleanor to listen to actually interesting stuff. But for the time being, if you're here, listen up, because today's topic, appropriately, is loneliness. Now, originally, I wanted to do a bunch of crazy, wacky historical facts that you guys could listen to and be entertained by. Unfortunately for you... I stuck upon the first fact I found, and it basically ended up dominating my episode, and it felt weird to include anything else in it. So I'm just going to start by telling you the story of the loneliest man in the world. Now, this man is still alive. This is a current events thing. Uh, This guy is the last member of an uncontacted tribe in the Amazon. So what happened is, in roughly 1995, um, a bunch of... Brazilian farmers had uh, basically a conflict with this tribe in the Amazon and killed almost all of them. And for a while, people thought that the entire tribe had been wiped out until, or rather, the entire tribe was mostly wiped out back in the 70s. But in 1995, they discovered there was a single person left in this tribe, a single guy who has just been living alone at this point for, I think, about 22 years. Now, as far as we know, he is uncontacted. He has never spoken to an outsider and has had pretty much no social contact for, like I said, 22 years. And I think this is a level of loneliness that most of us can't relate to at all. Like, I think everyone who's listening to this, so all three of you, probably have experienced loneliness at some point in your life. I think everyone has. And I'd say that most people have experienced very intense loneliness. But I think it's hard to fathom exactly how bad this must be for this person. I mean, this is entirely speculation. But I think if I was in his position, you've got to remember that not only is this person not talked to someone in 20 years, which is an insane amount of time for a human being to not have contact with someone else. But there's a sort of intensity knowing that that won't change. Most of us who have loneliness understand, at least somewhere even if it feels like that might go on forever, we understand that we will eventually talk to other people. We'll see our friends or our family again. But this person is burdened with the fact that he knows that he's never going to see anyone again. He's the last of his entire people. And I think that's... I find it hard to describe exactly how that would feel. I don't think any of us could describe that. He knows that he's never going to talk to another person again. One of the reasons being is that we don't even know what language he speaks. And I think on top of that, there's a loneliness in knowing that once he dies, his entire culture, you know, everything that he is, you know, that his people have been, his tribe, is going to be gone. There's nothing left. He knows that his entire culture, his language possibly, his way of life is going to be gone after he dies. And I think that's an intense feeling of loneliness that would be hard to describe. Now... You thought this was depressing enough, but nope, unfortunately not for you. I've got worse. So this guy doesn't basically exist in a vacuum. The reason 
like I said, that his the rest of his tribe was basically murdered by farmers in Brazil is because there is a concerted effort by a lot of, for example, loggers and farmers to remove native peoples from large parts of the Amazon and to basically use their land to profit off of it. And these people have been, these farmers have been helped out as much as possible by the government who are very much in league with them. So this person, I should say, is not only alone. As far as he knows, all contact with the outside world has been hostile. He lives alone in a world where no one else will be like him and where, as far as he can tell, everyone around him like actively is attempting to kill him. But I, I do want to uh, say now that now you've thought, okay, Dylan, thanks for that incredibly depressing story, but we're still only like halfway through the runtime. What else have you got for us? Well, you fools, you've been duped. Now you have to listen to me talk about politics. So I'd like to draw attention to the fact that what's going on with this guy? The elimination of basically an entire culture is not exclusive to one guy in the rainforests of Brazil. This happens in many nations, especially settler colonial nations. For example, the Dakota Access Pipeline in the US, which is threatening the Standing Rock uh, Native American Reservation. Recently in Australia, got a lot of press. The Jukin Gorge, which was a site of immense historical and cultural value, was destroyed by the mining company Rio Tinto. This got a lot of press, but this sort of thing has been happening in Australia for a long time. This sort of stuff repeats itself over and over in many different countries, and you can see that if you look at these occurrences, that constantly there are cultures that exist, that have been existing for a long time, that are more or less wiped out, both the people and, you know, their artifacts and areas of cultural significance in exchange for basically a quick buck. And this is a personal thing, I found. This is perhaps gibberish, and I apologize if it is, but I couldn't help but see a rather depressing parallel between this man, who we don't know the name of, living in the rainforest of Brazil, and the people the very people who are trying to get rid of him, the farmers and the loggers who want his land, he basically is living a way of life that he knows probably deep down or surface level, I can't say, he knows can't continue. I mean, he knows if he dies, his entire culture, his language, like I said, his way of life is gone. Um, Whether his death comes naturally or by those people who want him out of there uh, getting that done with the support of the government, he is clinging onto a way of life that he knows is, unfortunately, unsustainable. But in many ways, that's what those loggers and farmers are doing themselves. We know, for example, that deforestation, uh, which is going to happen and is currently happening in many areas of the rainforest, not just where he is, uh, is one of the contributing factors to global warming and environmental degradation, which is probably one of the biggest threats to human life on the planet. We know, and we all know this, there are scientists who tell us that global warming is a huge threat to our lives, to our civilizations. All of us do much as this person does. We cling on to a way of life that we know cannot be sustained. But just like him, we do it because we can't see any alternative. It's the only thing we've ever lived with. So thank you for listening to my depressing episode of the Barely Mediocre podcast. So for today, as a special request, I'd like to ask you not to be lonely today. Talk to someone, friend, family member, random person on the street. Just don't be alone today. That is my request. Goodbye.